In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Yes, my yoke is easy, and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord The paradox of today's Gospel is lost on many of us if we fail to consider it in the light of yesterday's Gospel reading which prefaces this one that we've just heard. Our Lord reveals himself to mere children, but hides the revelation of the mystery of the kingdom from the learned and the clever. Christ would be the personification par excellence of this mystery. He is the God who hides in human flesh, and the visible deity who reveals to us the face of the invisible deity. In Christ, we would finally come to understand that the Lord hides himself from us because he is God, and God reveals himself to us because he is love. There is no greater symbol of this truth than in the symbol of the cross. The apprehension of God in the cross is not a matter of seeing, but of having one's eyes open. In the cross, Christians see the light of revelation which makes life and suffering meaningful. In it, they also discover the greatest puzzle of history. The why of the cross silently suggests that God is hidden at the moment of fullest disclosure. It affirms that in Revelation, God is both known and unknown. God is revealed with amazing unexpected tenderness and beauty in the ugly and violent drama of the cross. In a twist of divine comedy, God delights in contradicting the wisdom of the world by hiding his love under wrath, his glory under suffering, and his divinity under flesh. And here lies the heart of our Christian paradox. On the cross, where God's absence was most profound, God's mercy and grace was most present. The cross is not evidence of God's absence. On the contrary, it is testimony that God is really present in the fullness of his love. It is no wonder that the cross is foolishness to those who want to know God directly by human reflection, and God remains hidden from the supposedly learned and clever. So when the Lord says, Shoulder my yoke and learn from me, it is not an invitation to a life of ease. His yoke and his burden are the cross. The yoke and the cross are twin symbols of Christian experience. The disciple must bear both. He cannot choose to take one and leave the other. To walk under this cross is not misery and despair, but refreshment and rest for the soul. It is the greatest joy. Under his yoke we are certain of this nearness and communion. Under his yoke we will be mentored by one who bears the full weight of the cross for us. It is only when we bear it alone without him could he feel its crushing weight. 
Our Lord leads us to the cross. He calls us to the cross, not as something to be feared, but rather as something to embrace. He tells us, Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Ironically, it is at the foot of the cross that we will find rest. Our Lord calls us to look again, to see with eyes of faith that which is being offered to him, a sign of hope in the midst of despair, a symbol of life in the midst of death. The cross will finally break the back of sin and death. The cross remains living testimony that God is not absent from our lives or from the world. The cross and the yoke teach us that to discover the hidden God, we must submit in humble obedience to his lordship and direction. The cross lies squarely at the heart of God's revelation of Christ's mission in the world. It is the cross that the fullness of God's love is spoken to us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.